gospel of Christ. I speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My thoughts today are only based on the readings in part. They're mostly based on the the resumption of a Eucharistic practice after two years. And Maundy Thursday um, was a great place to do that because this is where we celebrate the institution of this uh, sacrament in our life. And... um, So my thoughts are really around sacramentality, what that means, why it's important, why it matters, what it has meant for us to be have gone without it for two years, what it means for us to be returning to this practice. And so I start, as you might expect, with Augustine and and the definition of the sacrament. Now, um, we haven't done a confirmation class in a long time, um, but if we were, we would give you the line, which hopefully many of you will remember, that a sacrament is an outward and visible sign of an inward and spiritual grace, and you know the rest of it, that participates in that which it signifies. Sometimes that last part got left off, but it's a good extra bit, and it matters, and it's part of my thoughts today, because the Eucharist is a sign. It's an outward and visible sign of an inward and spiritual grace. And the distinction between the sign and the grace is the important place to start. And then we talk about the participation, about how the sign and the grace are connected to each other. And so the fact that we have been without communion for, uh, for a long time, um, the question that started my reflections was, does that mean that we've been without grace for two years? And of course the answer is no. Because the sign does participate in the grace, but the grace is not the sign. The grace is bigger than the sign. The sign does not point to itself. The communion is not about communion. It's about salvation. It's about that inward and spiritual grace that communion is signifying. Um, And so the first thing about communion and about sacraments generally is that they're not about themselves. They're always about something else. And uh, indeed, it occurred to me that uh, we're in the signage business in religion. Uh, we are the speed pro of spirituality. We are, we are making the signs that point to something that you can't put easily into words. And that's what spirituality is. And so when we, when we talk about religion and religiosity from a truly uh, religious practitioner's perspective, we are... We are dealing with symbols and signs that point to something that we can barely name. So we, we, we clothe it, we dress it up, we, we put it on a pedestal, and we say, look here, this is important. And so we put the biggest pedestal we have, the altar with all the trappings and the bread and the wine and the, the sacred vessels and the, um, sorry, you're going to get another joke, um, that you know what kind of church you're in depending on how the pastor's dressed. I don't know if it was going around recently, so if you saw it, if you're dressed as a, like a rapper or like a hippie or like a businessman or like a wizard, then that's, that's how you know I'm team wizard all the way. And we're team wizard because we're sacramental, because we're dressing up. It's not Harwood Jones up here. That you know, in this case, it's not uh, uh, Gary. It's the priest who is doing a job of representing Christ as the president of the Eucharist, 
And so as a, any priest, anyone who has been authorized by the church to act in this way, leads the celebration of this mystery, they are standing in the shoes of Christ, and symbolically, the sign is that Christ himself has come among us and is sharing his body and blood with us. And it's all about this domain of meaning. We're in the business of meaning. It's not what it is, it's what it means. And all of religion is about what it means. And in fact, I submit to you that all of religion is sacramental. It is all, our words, our language, our people, our vestments, our buildings, our books, our sacred scriptures, all of it are signs, they're signage that point to this reality that we can only see out of the corner of our eye if we squint, that reality that we call spirituality. Um, we, we talk about religiosity as the foundation for things like morality and ethics. Love your neighbor as yourself. We have the, the great reading about the foot washing, where Jesus says, who I am is the servant of all. And if you remember me, remember that, that I am everyone's servant. And if you, I am in you and you are in me, then you will be the servant of all. And so you will start by loving one another. And <clears throat> as the Russian patriarch has basically called for a holy war against Ukraine, I'm reminded of my uh, a little bumper sticker that lived on our fridge for some time. It may still be there. I don't even see what's on my fridge these days. Um, but it says, a modest proposal for peace, that the Christians of the world agree not to kill each other. Let's start there, right? And if we're going to have Jesus in us and be in Jesus, the ingesting of the bread symbolizes that Jesus is a part of us and that because we ingest the bread as a community, Jesus is in each one of us and together we are the body of Christ. The meaning, the layers of meaning are just layered and layered and layered so that there's you know onion, onion layer after onion layer going down and down into this what it means to be a follower of Jesus and what it means for Jesus to have given us this set of symbols and signs by which we remember him. And it's the anamnesis that is an essential part of the Eucharistic prayer. We have to remember Jesus because that's essential to what we're doing. We, we remember Jesus and in remembering we are connected to Jesus and in remembering Jesus becomes a part of us and we become a part of him. And all of that is wrapped up together. So... That's the sign. And there's a difference between what is signified and the signifier. And because we have not had the signifier for two years does not mean that what has been signified has gone anywhere. Jesus has not gone anywhere. Jesus has been signified not by the Eucharist, by what's been happening in our hearts. And as we have continued to gather faithfully to remember Jesus through mostly the reflection on Scripture that has been the heart of our morning prayer. That, for me, is also sacramental. It is an outward and visible sign of that inward and spiritual grace of salvation, of us being liberated from the domination of sin and death into the new life of Christ, the Passover, the great Passover story of slavery to liberation and the sacrifice that makes that possible. This is our sacrifice story. This is our Passover story. The sacrifice of Christ ushers in our liberation. All this meaning is wrapped up in this one very simple act of taking and blessing and breaking and giving of the bread and the wine. And because we're not sharing the wine because it's COVID doesn't mean you're getting half a sacrament. You're, 
the grace is still 100% there. And if you're online, you're not getting 0% of a sacrament because it's what it's signified that has not gone anywhere. And yes, your engagement is somewhat diminished if you can't physically, physically receive. We've known this for generations well before YouTube. We've known that at some point in a hospital as you're dying, you may not physically be able to receive the sacrament, but you can still receive the grace of the sacrament when the priest comes to you on your deathbed and holds the bread up and says, the body of Christ given for you, and the person says, amen, or doesn't, because they can't talk. It's still there. The grace abides. The grace is bigger than the sign, and we've been resting on that for two years. It is beautiful to get back to the sign as we'd hoped to, to, to celebrate it, but, but my first and most important part is that what, what has been signified hasn't gone anywhere. Now, the sign participates in what is signified. Um, There is real grace in the physicality of the sacrament. I'm saying two things at the same time, and they are in tension, but they are not contradictory. And it has to do with, essentially, I'm arguing that the grace is not exclusive to the sacrament, but the sacrament does convey grace. And so when you receive the bread and the wine, when you celebrate the Eucharist together, God is present in a powerful and real way. And I believe that. I mean, I'm Team Wizard. I think it is magic. There is magic here. And I'm not particularly given to uh, mysticism in, in, a, in an experiential way. I don't see auras. I, I, don't, I don't have voices from heaven come to me very often. Um, and, and so I I'm, I'm, tend to be a very rationalistic kind of person. And yet people I know who are a little bit more fey, as some are, um, have told me over and over again that when they first received the Eucharist, they were blown away experientially. There was something there. And these are not crazy people. I know them from the rest of their life. They are not crazy. And so I take, the, take their word for it. There's something there. The weirdest thing I've done in my ministry is ghost busting, where people report that their houses have problems and they can't be explained and stuff is happening and who do you call? Priest. Ghostbusters, but priest. Um, and I need the theme music going for the, in my Honda. But, uh, but I've done it uh, in, er, mostly early in my ministry, but about four or five times. And every time, the, the, I mean, when I first got the call, what do you do? You call your bishop and say, boss, what do I do? I don't know. I have no idea. And the boss says, I don't know either. Let's look it up. <laughs> and so we looked it up and we found some research on it. And essentially, the theory is you celebrate communion in the house. That's what you do. That's the holiest thing that we do. And that's what I did every time. And every time, these people who are otherwise sane said, it stopped. And so all I can say is, I don't know what's going on, but I know it's big. I know it's real. I know it matters. It participates. It's not just a sign. And that's why I am on the Catholic side of the Catholic-Protestant equation where the Protestant emphasizes that the the signified is bigger than the sign, the Catholic says, yes, but the sign has the signified built into it. And so I I lean to that side in my own thinking about the sacrament, partly because of those early formative experiences in my ministry, where these people who I believe are sane people said, this weird stuff is happening in my house and I don't know what to do. And I didn't know what to do either, but I just trusted in my tradition and my faith. And we went and we did it together. Simple home communion, nothing fancy. Um, uh, We didn't mess around, didn't change the words. 
just did, did, this, did the service straight out of the book, and it changed everything. So that's what we're resuming today. We're resuming something powerful, magical, real, and not exclusive. And so we, we don't say that God is not present where there is no sacrament, but we say that God is present where there is a sacrament. So the, the principle that I'm trying to lay claim to is that we are, we are loud and confident in what we know, and we're quiet about what we don't know. We know God is here in this sacrament. We don't know where God might be beyond the sacrament, but we do know that God is present beyond the sacrament as well. And so we hold both things, these things up at the same time. And we also proclaim that, in fact, all of creation is sacramental. Sacramentality is our lens into how we interpret existence itself. That existence is not divorced from the divine. It's not the physical and then there's this impassable gap and then there's the spiritual. The spiritual infuses the physical. The physical participates in the spiritual. And so the, you know, where people say, I meet God in a sunset. Yes, you do. Because the beauty of creation is it also sacramental. It's not our particular sacrament of following Jesus, but it is sacramental nonetheless in that small s sense. So as we participate in this sacrament, I invite you to reflect, as I do, on the sacramentality of all creation and how the power and the the beauty of what we participate in today hopefully opens our eyes to the power and beauty of what God is doing through all things in all aspects of created existence. Thanks be to God. Amen.